Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. gotta keep on the brighter side You gotta keep on the brighter side I spend my paycheck on a bottle of booze That's okay, man, I got nothing to lose The brighter side, you gotta keep on the brighter side Thank you, Davis Hinchley! For that badass cover of the Brighter Side theme song. Man, that was very cool surprise to wake up and send that to me. It was so sweet of you. I really appreciate it. It was great. You're a wonderful musician, you fucker. Keep up all the good work. Anyone else got a cover song? Send it in. I'd love to hear it. Maybe we'll play it. Who knows? Guys, this is the Brighter Side. Ahmed Larson. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, We have a very special episode uh, about casinos, all leading up to the release of my documentary, How America Killed My Mother, which will be available for purchase on Vimeo for a limited time, October 2nd until after the election. So get in there, spread the word. Listen, honestly, I really going to need help spreading the word, guys. Because it's just me and Travis, and we're doing everything we can. And I really, really, really want people to see this before the election. So please check it out. Uh, it's available October 2nd. My birthday is October 5th. You can rent or buy this movie as a gift to me for my birthday if you want to post about it. Guys, Please post about it. Word of mouth means everything to me. I don't have a lot of money to do a lot of promo. uh, So you guys, I'm relying on you. I've never asked you for anything. I send you stickers, goddammit. Please, sorry to yell at you. But thank you uh, in advance. And so also to help promote the show, we're going to be doing a lot of brighter sides that cover the topics that I deal with in the movie. Last week, we talked about Medicare and just like the general health care in this country. We called the episode Death Care in America. Check that out if you haven't listened to it. But today, we're going to talk about casinos. And casinos were a big part of my mother's demise. She loved casinos. She was, she was uh, uh, broke. And she had, uh, you know, to try to solve problems, she'd go to the casino and spend a bunch of money and write bad checks. And it was a mess. She developed a really bad gambling problem. And everywhere she turned, it was a nightmare for her to deal with it. Uh, and I, you know, so full disclosure for me, I don't like casinos. Unfortunately, I have to spend a lot of time in them, even though I don't like them because of my career. There's a lot of comedy in casinos. I get a lot of book gigs in casinos. So I'm there a lot. And my dad lives in Reno. My family lives in Jersey. You know, so I I can't even I can't escape them if I tried. 
And every time I go in, I just can't help but like think about how much they don't give a fuck about anyone in the casino. And the only thing they're doing is offering false delusions of grandeur and, you know, telling you that you're going to become a millionaire just by standing inside. You know, and like, I get it. People want to have fun, blow off some steam. And like when done responsibly, uh, it can be fun, even therapeutic. But, you know, a, the thing is, they don't want you to win. Winning is awesome. You have a great time. You go buy steaks afterwards and you, it's, a, it's a rush like you can't believe. But the thing is, the, play, the building wouldn't exist if you were going to win. All right. They are there to take your money. There's no clocks on the walls, so you don't know what time it is. The windows are blocked out, so you don't know if it's daytime or nighttime. You know, the problem is that people use it as a solution to their problems, and that's when you get fucked. When you're gambling, when you don't have the money, and you're trying to solve your problems with it, that's when everything goes screwy. All right. Casinos are not there for you to make money. They are there for them to make money. Why would they exist if it was only for you to make money? It doesn't make sense. And, you know, not to be a jerk about it, but it's called Sin City for a reason. You know, Vegas. You know, the culture that comes with gambling, I feel like, brings out the worst in people. Last time I went to Vegas, I was walking around by myself, and I, I swore everyone there was either trying to find someone to have sex with or fight. And it's just not the energy that I want on vacation. I want to chill, you know? And so in Vegas, in Atlantic City, you know, those towns aren't for me. And, you know, the worst part about all this gambling in Atlantic City is not doing well. It is a failing town. And it is sad to watch this, like, iconic Jersey Shore town slowly die. And because it used to be huge because it was the only place you could gamble on the eastern seaboard. You know, it's like it was there, New Orleans or Vegas or Reno, and that was it. But ever since all these other casinos started opening up in towns all across America in the last 20 years, you know, you can go to Connecticut, you can go to Philly, you can go to you, you can go to Bethlehem, you know, you can go to all these different places. And so, no, why would you go to Atlantic City? Why would you, you don't have to anymore when the casinos are down the street? And so Atlantic City is dying. All right. And that is where my mother used to go to gamble. She would go to Trump Taj Mahal, would drive me crazy because it was like, I, you know, it was before he was president, but like it would just drive me nuts. It's like this motherfucker, I owe this cocksucker money, you know, because my mom, you know, it's the worst. And they, they prey on people. They prey on the weak. And my mom, yes, made bad decisions and she's an adult. But the thing is, and we're going to go into it a little bit later is that like sometimes, you know, when you have this disease and yes, it is a disease, you can't stop yourself. And without the proper treatment, it's just going to keep happening. And diabetics are fall victim to this just as much as anyone else. They ca casinos cater to diabetics. You know, they, they have needle deposit boxes in their bathrooms. How often do you see that? It's like the airport and casinos. So, Listen, you don't you don't need to hear me talk about it anymore. You've heard me talk about it enough on the show. 
when I was shooting uh, How America Killed My Mother, I talked to uh, Nevada gambling counselor Danny Danley. And this is part of my interview that I did with her for the movie that didn't necessarily make it in the movie, but it's incredibly interesting and she's so smart and she's such a lovely person and all she really wants to do is help people get over this sickness and she, 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 she made me feel good talking to her and I really wanted to share uh, a lot of this interview with you. Uh, some of it is outside, some of it's inside. So it might sound a little different, you know, cause we were just walking and talking for, you know, documentary service, uh, for documentary reasons. So, uh, but check it out. I'm rambling. Uh, Danny Danley, uh, Nevada gambling counselor. Well, my name is Danny Danley. I'm a certified problem gambling counselor in the state of Nevada. I'm mm -hmm. a certified problem gambling counselor supervisor in the yeah. state of Nevada. Um, I'm also an internationally certified gambling counselor level two. Wow, what's um, that mean? Basically, that means that I can legally travel anywhere in the world and treat compulsive gambling. Oh, it's amazing. Do you do um, that? No. <laughs> you stay here in Reno? I, I stay here in Nevada. I treat gamblers here in Reno, Nevada. Um, I stay north. Um, there's just a small handful of us in the state that do treat gamblers. Um, if it gives you kind of any idea of how few and far between we really are, my license number is 27, and I was licensed in 2009. Whoa, so, uh, that's crazy. So yeah, there are there are very few of us. Uh, you realize, so you've been doing it for 10 years now. I've been doing it, um, I've been treating gamblers since 2007, mm -hmm. and I received my certification in the state of Nevada, which is actually the highest level you can get in 2009. Wow. And now what made you start doing it? Um, it's, it's an old joke of mine I would tell clients over the course of the last 10 years, is you can pretty much go to any corner in Reno, Nevada, and you can spot gambling somewhere. Okay. Um, our airport is a casino. Yes. Uh, um, our grocery stores are casinos. We noticed both of those things. Our, our convenience stores are casinos. Oh. Uh, per the um, Nevada revised statute, anything that has 15 or more slot machines has to register as a casino. Oh, okay. So, so. they have 14 slot machines and then they could just do whatever they want. 15 slot machines. 15. So if they're under 15, then they are just, you know, they can just be the convenience store with a couple of slot machines. It's it's hard to say if it's gonna be good or bad for the state of Nevada at this point in time. Yeah. Um, you know, our state does thrive on gaming. Gaming is what brings money into our state. Gaming is what keeps our state thriving. So I'm, I don't believe gaming is a bad thing, but I believe it's like alcohol, it's like anything you're going to have that one person that's going to have the problem. Yeah. So what's gonna happen in Las Vegas, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Right now we have a 7% gambling addiction rate in the state of Nevada. So <laughs> everyone knows that the odds are with the house. Mm -hmm. And no matter what it is, like you put a quarter in a slot machine, you know it's up to the machine to decide if you win or not. Mm -hmm. To me, that's common sense. You would think so. You know, so what is it that leads someone to just keep gambling and keep giving the giving the money to the machine or video poker or any nothing is fair. No gambling is fair for the person doing it. Because today I'm gonna win. Yeah. Think of it like a light switch. Okay. Okay. So I walk into a casino and I sit down at video poker and I put in a five dollar bill. And I somehow manage to turn that into four thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay, and there's this light switch inside of my brain and I just turned it on. 
and I feel something I've never felt in my entire life. And I'm really excited. Yeah. And my brain says, wow, that was really easy. <laughs> <laughs> so now yeah. I'm thinking I might be able to do this all the time. Or what if I come back tomorrow and it happens again? And the problem is sometimes it does. Yeah. So what if I come back tomorrow and I take that $4,000 and now I've turned it into $25,000. Yeah. And now I walk away and I think, that was even easier. What if I come back tomorrow? Yeah. And that's how it happens. And it's that fast sometimes. And the hundreds of gamblers I've worked with over the years, I've heard all these different numbers. I've heard anything from $500,000 to $1.4 million to, to $75. These were these big wins. Yeah. And it's all these different amounts that set somebody off. Man. I've had clients tell me that... They were homeless, living in casinos, and they lived off the comps. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, because if you gamble enough, they'll let you stay there for free just to keep you inside, right? Well, there's there's these cards, and I, I, I can only tell you what's going on in Nevada. I'm not familiar with, yeah. with outside of Nevada, but they give you cards. So you're sitting down at a slot machine, and there's this host, and he's walking around, and he's got this clipboard, and it's like, hey, let me give you this card, and here's what I'm going to give you this card. I'm going to give you $5 free play, yeah. okay? So you get this $5, and he says, but you have to put $10 in, and once you've gambled away that $10, the $5 free play will kick in, right? Yeah. So, and then the cocktail waitress comes up, and she's attractive, and she's got this skimpy little outfit on and mm -hmm. she says you know what can i bring you and she brings you that drink and you know now you feel important now you're important yeah. right so now you've ran out of that five dollars in free play you have this card in and they're telling you you rack up these points and you're going to get meals and you're going to get rooms and you're going to get concert tickets mm -hmm. and so and you do yeah. you do so now you have this free meal and now you go and you enjoy this free meal and where you can play Keno out of course where you can play live Keno, which yeah. was one of my dad's favorites yeah. uh, back in the 80s <laughs> when we first moved here mm -hmm. but you know now you're playing live Keno while you're gambling while you're eating your meal so now you go back into the casino you can gamble some more you can rack up some more points now here's a room and you can stay here and it makes you look feel and become this very important person. When actuality, <laughs> they're just trying to get you to not actually leave the casino. Mm -hmm. That's why they probably let smoking inside because they don't want you stepping outside for a cigarette. Yeah, they don't want you to go anywhere. And so at the poker tables, mm -hmm. they will bring you the food. And yeah. the cocktail waitresses are, are told, you learn your poker players' names and you learn their drinks and you make sure their drink is never empty. Yeah, but then they even send over masseuses too. Yes, they to do. To relax you. And they have masseuses. Yeah, It's so absolutely. crazy. And we saw, I so. saw that at the Circus Circus, which is, you know, I never, you know, it was one of the acrobats too, but they're very strong hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have the Atlantis, the Pepper Mill, some of the uh, casinos around here have these, uh, they call them their award-winning spas. And so you can have a spa day after you've spent all night gambling. Oh, so. man. Yeah, to relax and think about your <laughs> to losses. relax. So, would you consider compulsive gambling a mental disorder? It's, it's an interesting, that's an interesting question because it's kind of, it's hard to say. Yeah. So, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, Volume 4, 
had it listed as an impulse control disorder. Mm -hmm. When the American Psychiatric Association released the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, Volume 5, they reclassified it as um, an addiction disorder other, okay. basically. Because if you take compulsive gambling, which um, it's actually called a gambling disorder, um, and you put it side by side with, say, an alcohol disorder, they yeah. look very much alike. There's this obsession, there's this need for more. So if somebody's addicted to gambling, $5 isn't gonna get you high. Yeah. So I need $100 to walk through the door. That's actually a line I get a lot. Well, I can't walk through the door for less than $100. Yeah. So they walk through the door for that $100 because maybe they're gonna win. And maybe it'll get them enough chips mm -hmm. for that table or for the roulette wheel or whatever that game is. So there's tolerance. Yeah. And then there's withdrawal. You take somebody away from the gambling and they're gonna get very angry. Yeah. And very anxious and very depressed and very frustrated. Just like any drug. Just like any drug. So they reclassified it, which we appreciate. But if I have a compulsive gambler sitting in this room and they gambled three days ago, I'm going to see somebody very depressed yeah. and very anxious. And that's when they tell me it doesn't look like a mental disorder. So, mm -hmm. But I'm going to wait a little while until I make that determination. Okay. So I'm going to wait sometimes 60 days, sometimes more, to say, okay, you have, you have a depression disorder. You have generalized anxiety disorder because I want to make sure that they're separate. Yeah, and those disorders can lead to any kind of abuse, pretty much. Yeah, there could be other things as well. A little about my mom. She has chronic, she's a brittle diabetic and for 35 years, and her sugars would drop on a regular basis, maybe sometimes three times a day, sometimes three times a week. Mm -hmm. But every time your sugar drops, your, your blood sugar drops below a certain amount, it gives you a little bit of brain damage. Okay. And she, it, she, it kept happening, it kept happening to the point where when she finally passed away, I mean, she couldn't really tell you where Europe was anymore, but she's still going to the gam she's still going to, to gamble and to spend. Do you, do you see stuff like that a lot or? We do. Um, it's one of the questions I ask every time a new client hits my office who has a gambling disorder is, have you ever suffered uh, brain trauma? And I'll hear yes over and over again. Wow. But there's no science to support that yet. And I say yet because I'm hoping. I'm watching, I'm waiting to see if there's somebody that's gonna study this and tell me, yes, this is there's a connection. Because if you do simple internet research, you'll have one researcher that says yes and one researcher that says no. Mm -hmm. But I keep hearing people say yes. I was in a car accident. I was kicked by a horse. Um, I fell off a skateboard. I was hit in the head by a rock. I was mugged. Yeah. So you'll hear these things over and over. So there's my opinion, there's something there. There's, there's some connection, but we just don't know what because the research just doesn't quite exist yet. Who would do that research? Scientists, um, I guess, or? Well, there's, there's some doctors, um, PhD level doctors in some of the universities, UCLA, um, 
that do this type of research. Mm-hmm. So there's people that they can do it that have the ability. I don't have the grant funding or the ability to do that type of research um, or those letters behind my name yet to do that yeah. type of research. But it's, you know, there's people that can do it. There's stuff, there's supporting people out there that can do it. And there's some researchers that are saying they know. They're saying they've done research and they say no. But I just can't help but see the connection. Absolutely. I mean, I can't help but see the connection myself personally. Uh, is there anything else like that? Like any other theories behind what may cause compulsive gambling? There are medications that are showing a link. There are um, some, uh, they're called D3 agonists. They're dopamine receptor agonist medications. Okay. There are several lawsuits out there. What does that mean? What does what that, what that treat? It's, well, what it is is antidepressants and Parkinsonian medications. Okay. So, what dopamine does is it's our reward center. So you think about, you eat a piece of chocolate cake and you say yum. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you and I. At a normal level, we get a little bit happy from that piece of chocolate cake yeah. because our dopamine's doing something normal. But when you gamble, your dopamine's doing something abnormal. Wow. So it's like all these things are firing in mm-hmm. your brain and you're getting really, really high when you're gambling. Not to it's mention you're like, probably drinking. And you're, well, you're probably drinking, which means your judgment is kind of going yeah. away as you're gambling more. But people that use cocaine or people that use methamphetamine, they're having a very similar experience. So they're very high, they're very happy, they're very excited. Um, so that's what's happening to the gambler. So you take this medication, which makes somebody who's shaking the tremors from the Parkinson's yeah. or somebody who's very depressed, like in some antidepressants, it makes them feel better because mm-hmm. they have a true issue in this neurological limbic system. Yeah. And it makes it better, but then there's this weird connection with the impulse control issues. Yeah. So all of a sudden I'm shopping or I'm gambling or I'm having more sexual experiences than I did you know, a year ago. And people are saying, what's going on here? My 83-year-old grandmother all of a sudden lost her pension. You know, where's she been going? Oh, look, my assisted living facility is taking her to the casino and all of her money is gone. And all of a sudden they they realize, oh, she has this new medication she's been taking. Oh, look at the warning label. So my grandmother, who's never gambled a day in her entire life, all of a sudden has been gambling. Backtracking a little bit, Mm -hmm. we're talking about depression, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously depression's got to be linked to gambling, and gambler's, when you lose, they get depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, you showed me something called the suicide table, which was people would bet so much money back in the Old West that they would mm-hmm. commit suicide at the table in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Does that, is there a lot of suicide linked to gambling? The uh, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, version 5, the new one that's out, shows it as a level of 20%. So 20% of compulsive gamblers will attempt suicide. What? I've lost seven clients um, in 10 years to suicide related directly to something with gambling. That's awful. Um, It is awful. I have a client recently who um, was driving around Reno with two pistols in his car. and his girlfriend called me and said, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And I can't make the phone call, the mandated reporting phone call based on third-hand information. So I told her, call the police. And the police came out and they found him. And the officer called her and said, um, I don't feel comfortable pulling him over. Something tells me don't. Well, when he had seen the officer, he put the pistol in his lap. 
because he was going to try to have her, the female police officer, shoot him. So he didn't actually have to do it. Yes. So it's called suicide oh. by cop. Yeah. So thankfully, she did not pull him over and um, for the welfare check, the suicide welfare check, he made it back to the house. He made it back into my office and he let me send him to rehab. So I was able to get him into the treatment center and get him safe. Wow. Um, he actually came back to see me yesterday. Thankfully, he's okay. He's nice. back in sobriety. He hasn't made a bet in 24 days, so or 25 days today. So um, we're back into the place of recovery, and he's yeah. uh, he's on the road to recovery um, again. Thankfully. So if you were to, from what you've I told you about my mom, what would you what would be some advice you would give her? Um, well, if she were if she were sitting here in my office and I was working <clears throat> with her like any other gambler that that comes to see me, um, I would get a full history and yeah. then I would do a treatment plan based on that history. So from what you're telling me, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, because I can't necessarily take somebody with severe medical issues and put them in a treatment center. It's not necessarily a good fit. Yeah. So she might be really benefited from a state-funded treatment agency where she could go five days a week, or Gamblers Anonymous, yeah. where she could walk in and meet people just like her and, and read the 12 steps and learn yeah. the 12 steps and have women to bond with and people to make friends with. I, I made her go to Gamblers Anonymous. Uh -huh. And I, I, nothing against Gamblers Anonymous. I mm -hmm. think it's great. Anything that's going to help someone, I'm mm -hmm. for it. But with the difference, my mom was the only woman, <clears throat> and it was in New Jersey, mm -hmm. and it was her and a bunch of loan sharks. And so it, was, <laughs> like, it, was, it wasn't exactly a good fit for her. And some mm -hmm. of the guys were just like, they would ask her like where she gets her money, as they, they would be her sponsor, and then they would you mm -hmm. know, be crooked you know, 10 minutes later. Then you find another meeting. Or you find another location. Yeah. It's it's a difficult thing because different areas have different groups or different meetings. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always tell somebody. Oh, I don't like this, the Monday night, 7 o'clock Gamblers Anonymous meeting. Yeah. Well, then go on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, so I don't like the Tuesday Gamblers Anonymous meeting. Well, go on Saturday. Well, I don't like that one either. Go online. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you don't like that, there's other there's other programs. There's programs called Smart Recovery. Yeah. There's Celebrate Recovery. There's programs through churches, um, and then of course there's mental health programs, and then there's the outpatient treatment centers. Um, you can do you know you can get online and you can look inside of every state, and you can find available treatment in the state of Nevada. We have the Nevada Council on Problem Gambling. You can go to them. You can call them, and they will give you a list of providers and places to go um, and resources that exist. In the yeah. state of California, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. So <laughs> you can call them and they can tell you where to go on treatment providers that exist. Um, I've had several people find me because in the state of Nevada, it's 1-800-522-4700. You call that number and mm -hmm. they'll tell you, oh, you live on this street. We just so happen to have a counselor four blocks away from you oh. named so-and-so that treats compulsive gamblers. So the resources aren't huge. They're not anywhere near if you look for Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics yeah. Anonymous or mental health, but we do exist and yeah. we do help. And if somebody hits my office and says, I don't have insurance, I can't afford to pay you, then I say, okay, let me give you three state-funded agencies that can take you that have grant funding.
Oh, okay. So it does exist. It's just a matter of finding it. Then yeah. you call me and you tell me, I don't have food. I can say, okay, let me give you the address of the food bank. I don't have this. Okay, well, let me tell you how to get this. Yeah. So the resources exist. We just have to help you find them. And you tell me you don't like Ambrose Anonymous, I'll send you to Smart Recovery. You don't like Smart Recovery, I'll tell you, try the church. Maybe you like the church meetings. Yeah. That was amazing. Thank you, Danny Danley. Uh, you are an amazing person. Uh, the world is a better place with you in it. Uh, go to You Can Change 2, the number 2, uh, the letter U, uh, You Can Change 2 Counseling.com. Uh, Danny Danley is there to help you. Uh, if you or someone you love is experiencing trouble with gambling, please call 1 800 Gambler in California and nationwide. It's 1 800 522-4700. That's nationwide. If you're if you have problems with gambling or someone you love has problems with gambling, call 1-800-522-4700. They will help you start that treatment and get on the road to recovery. Um, next up, we got a little diary entry from our wonderful Amber Nelson. She's at the Grand Canyon. Uh, I miss her. Come back, Amber. Uh, you know, we need you on the show. Uh, here it is. Amber, take it away. Oh, I am in a um, haunted hotel room in, um, where am I? Jerome. Jerome, Arizona. A lot of people died here in a mining accident. Um, in the turn of the century, and then I believe it was a um, uh, what do you call it? A place where they throw in, you know, early century, uh, uh, crazy loony bin. It was a loony bin. Oh God, I would have totally been thrown in one. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, they'll throw you in a loony bin if you look ugly. You know what I mean? Get him in the loony bin. Oh man, maybe I have a dyslexic ghost or something. Oob, you know. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, I was talking to people and they're like, well, if you're looking for something, you'll find it. But the hotel, it is haunted. And like, I've been traveling and I just want to rest. <laughs> I just want to like not have an adventure for like five seconds. You know what I mean? Just five seconds. I'd like to go to a spa and just kind of lay there and let the bubbles wash over my beautiful skin. You know what I mean? I want to be like scrubbed down by this mean Russian woman who's like working out her problems on my muscles. You know, like she's going through a divorce. Her husband doesn't love her. Take it out on me. Get those cricks out of my neck. Mm. But yeah, I've been going on a lot of adventures. Last we spoke, I was in Mississippi. I was visiting my family. And um, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. I, I, I forget, but... You know, I've been locked inside my place for months, terrified. Um, so as soon as I could get out, as soon as I had a little bit of a money coming through, I was like, screw it. Let's go on some kind of harebrained adventure. My family lives in Mississippi and Arizona, so I saved on hotels. And I'm only doing like a hotel like for a week. So it is pricey, but it's not like a crazy two-week, you know, $10,000 vacation. I'm keeping it very limited financially. Because you know me. You know Ams. I'm always looking for a deal. I'm always getting that discounted meat. But here I am. So yeah, I was in um, Mississippi. 
and um, was complaining about that. <laughs> I felt bad about complaining because my family's very, they're nice, you know, and they got me a pair of boots for hiking. They're like, did you want anything? And I was like, well, I'm going to get some boots just for me because I plan on hiking in Arizona, but I'll get them, you know, and they're like, no, we'll get them for that, which is so nice. I mean, I got them gifts too and they liked it. So it all worked out, but Mississippi itself, like if my family didn't move there six, eight years ago, I wouldn't be visiting. Um, food's mediocre, people are mean, and they contribute nothing. All right, so that's um, done with Mississippi. <laughs> and if you live in Mississippi, I'm, I'm very sorry. I don't mean to shit on your state. I'm just from Louisiana, so my heart my heart belongs to the um, Creole swamps. Hmm. So last we spoke, so I took a flight from uh, Gulfport to Flagstaff um, in a little bitty airplane. I thought I was going to die. I get off, my brother greets me, and we go to Sedona, and Sedona's gorgeous. I mean, just the most beautiful scenery you've, you've ever seen in your life. Like, I mean, I can't even describe the, the like, that's, that's what it is. You know, the word, the awe of, of wonder. You believe in God or something. Even if you don't believe in God, you look at these mountains and you think, there is some divine creator here, you know, not just some like, well, the mountains press together and I don't know, nothing's real. We die and nothing happens. Like it's so red and blue and green, you know, like things happen when we die and you get that sense when you're there. So I was there and they have a male vortex and a female vortex. And uh, there is some kind of joke in there about the male vortex being very easy to get to. Uh, but less of a view, and the female vortex being much more difficult to get to, but a beautiful, beautiful view. And then I'm talking about orgasms. <laughs> I'm talking about cooming. Mm. So I was there, it was absolutely gorgeous. I ate my brother, um, works in the HR department at a restaurant, Mariposa. Go there. Oh, I had the lamb, best lamb of my life. Juicy, succulent. It was so good. There was a beautiful view, but I was concentrated on the lamb. I mean, that's how good that lamb was. And you know me, I love cooking, I love food, and and this was blew my socks off. Blew it away. So I did that, and I stayed the weekend there, and then, oh God, where'd I go? I, went, I rented a car, and I haven't driven in 12 years. <laughs> I, haven't, I drove a little bit in Palm Springs a couple months ago when I went and visited my brother. And by a little bit, I mean like two blocks. And then after that... Um, I didn't drive until I got to Mississippi. I very kindly asked my aunt if I could drive her car. She said yes. So we did a little family outing with me driving and everybody sitting in the car. We went on the highway, and I'm very glad we did that because I got a little practice. And we came back. And then, boom, boots good and boogie, I got myself a car. What am I? I'm just crazy. I've just been, like, locked in my place that I'm just like, let's rent a car and go to the Grand Canyon and stay at a haunted hotel. You know, I'm like... I'm like a kid with too much candy, just like released onto the playground, you know? Like, I gotta go to the tire swings, and then uh, the, sp- the slides, let's go to the slides. Oh, uh, tire swings again, uh, the, the monkey bars, monkey bars, uh, haunted hotel, haunted hotel in Jerome. I haven't driven in 12 years. Let's go up a mountain, come on, come on, Grand Canyon. <laughs> but I had a great time. I mean, Grand Canyon, it's very confusing if you don't know. Um, and I'm, it's not just me saying this, I mean, full blown men. Men who look like they could navigate the earth. You know, men with beards. Men that look like they know a thing or two about hiking. They were lost. 
You know, and if, you, if you're ever in doubt about directions and where to go, ask a man with a beard. They always know. Or they have some kind of compass or some sort of gadget in the pocket of their shorts that they'll pull out and show you where to go. And they'll be happy to. I am drinking a beer in the bed. There was a, a lot of the bars are closed in Jerome. So, but there was one little place open for it to go. And I very luckily got it right before they're closed. And I got a six pack because I've been driving all day and I'm an alcoholic. Okay, so back to um, Grand Canyon. So you get in there, and it's like they hand you this map, and then they're like, do you have a park pass? And I'm like, I don't have a park pass. So they say, it's okay. Download it on your phone. I say, okay. And then I'm like, what? And then I get in there, and it's these long, windy roads. Like, I thought, you go to the Grand Canyon, you walk up to it, there's the canyon, boom. But it's like 20 minutes to get to it, and a lot of different parking areas. And when I was there, there was a lot of construction going on. I think the the campground is using this time, this COVID time, to do construction, which is probably, probably very necessary, to be honest. And I'm sure the park is much more... Um, congregated much more busy on non-COVID times. So they said, let's use this time to block off all the parking structures and uh, make the roads, you know, the yellow and the whites on the side of the roads and in the middle. Let's take those out of here. Let's just make it a free-for-all and let's let people guess. You know, it's like a where's who, like a who's where Waldo of how to drive in the Grand Canyon. (laughs) Perfect place to practice after 12 years of driving up a mountain with no directions, going fast as hell. <laughs> so I'm like trying to find a parking spot. It takes about an hour. Like I keep driving around, driving around. And I'm like, where's this goddamn canyon? Where's a canyon? And it's like starting to rain. And I'm just like, I'm going to find this canyon whether it kills me or not. And I finally find this part. And it's like a, a long line to get in, long line to get out. And I, I, I swerve into this little area. And I'm like, I'm coming in here. And the parking attendant was like, oh, she said you could? And I was like, yes, she did. I don't know who she is. And he's like, okay, come on in. And I finally got a spot. I had to muscle my way in. And I think that's the thing with traveling alone is sometimes you have to be a little bit of a bitch, especially if you're a woman, because people are going to be like, you know, passing you around. No, she can't. No, she can't do this. Go over there. Go over there. No, I don't know. And the next thing you know, you're like, you have to pee and it's been an hour and you're driving around. So you just have to lie and um, go by the skin of your teeth. So I finally find this godforsaken parking spot. And I get out, and I'm like, I'm going to find this canyon. And I go, and I look, and it's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. I mean, all those people that said, I can't describe it. I was like, okay, come on, describe it for me, loser. And uh, they're right. You know, it's the undescribable place. It's so epic. And um, I am a very overprepared person. I always make sure the car door is locked like 20 times before I walk away. Because I find that... Whenever something bad happens, when I make a mistake, it was usually something I could have um, prevented. You know, it's always the thing that I'm like, ah, it'll be fine. And then I'm fucked. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't need to check the car doors again. And then boom, someone like breaks into it. You know what I mean? So I bring a rain poncho, band-aids, a heat blanket, like everything, an ice pack, you know? Like, what do I think is going to happen? A bear is going to attack me down the hill, but I'm prepared for it. But I'm glad I brought the poncho. I put it on and then it started raining and people were like, oh, this girl knows what's up. And I was like, yes, I do. I'm very smart. And um, yeah, I look at the beautiful scenery. It starts raining. I'm like, fuck it. I got to go back because I don't like I already don't know where I am and it's raining and it's getting dark. I'm like, I got to go back to the hotel. So I go back to the hotel. And um, meanwhile, this hotel, it's a deal. 
it's a deal because it's COVID time and no one's checking in and it is the shining. No one's there. Like I did a couple Instagram stories there where I was very drunk and um, nobody was there. I just had a hot tub the whole time by myself. It was pretty glorious. Mm. So I get really drunk at the hotel, which is a mistake. I shouldn't be getting drunk alone. You know, wowie wowie, how stupid of me. But I just got really drunk on the hot tub and then went and passed out. I got this drink called the Euro. And the thing is, when you tip really well, the service industry remembers who you are and makes your drinks a pronto the next time. And the Euro, it was like gin, Campari, vermouth, grapefruit juice. Mm. It was like tart, but not sweet. Very strong. Had a little um, orange slice and a, um, what do you call it, cherry. Perfect little, mm -mm -mm, like little sassy drink for the hot tub by myself I did have a little bit of a um not a breakdown in my heart but a little bit of a I wish someone were here you know would this be easier if someone were here but I am having a great time it's traveling alone is a mixture of self-assuredness loneliness terror and strength all of those things all in one you know I'm I'm terrified I don't know what's going to happen, but I did it, and I'm so proud of myself, and I'm looking at this beautiful mountain, and I got here by myself, and I, from the skin of my teeth, and I got back by myself, and the things I saw, you know, and I don't have to, like, wait around for somebody else, or somebody else that has to, like, have things done their way, you know, and I know that not all men are like this. Not all men are. There's a lot of wonderful men. I was just in a relationship with eight years with a man who had to have things done a very particular certain way. Um, he was ADD, OCD, ACDC, <laughs> all of those things. And, you know, we got together kind of young, so I don't even think he knew when we got together. But after eight years, it did not become a death do us part situation. You know what I mean? After eight years, I said, okay, I can't, I can't spend the rest of my life like this. I can't be 70 watching where I walk and washing my hands and like touching doorknobs and you know what I mean? I can't be doing that. Thank God. Every day I thank God I left, even though it was hard. It's the hardest thing I've done. But you know, this whole trip, I've been hearing couples talk to each other and they're miserable. No one's happy. <laughs> You know, they're like, get the bags. I thought you got the bags. We got to get the bags. The bags are heavy. Where's the elevator? You said the elevator is back there. I gotta pop, 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 pop. No, but like, and you're this beautiful vacation that you both paid for. There's a bar right there. There's a hot tub. The mountains are 10 minute drive. Why are we screaming? Do we hear that sound? That ringing? Is that a ghost? I am for sure sleeping with the lights on. And again, I just want to rest. But of course, I'm in a haunted hotel. Ghosts, please, let me rest this eve. <laughs> Pretty please, I'll play you good music. I'll do whatever you want. I have a nice body. I'll be naked later. You can look at that. Just, you know, be chill. Because if it's not chill, I'm sleeping with my clothes on. And you're not seeing these tits. So let's make a bargain. If nothing happens, I'll take my clothes off. You got it? I'll play some cool music. I'll get a little drunk. <laughs> I'm going to deal with some ghosts like they give a shit. Oh, man. Okay, so I was at the Grand Canyon. And um, 
Mm. Oh yeah. So the next day, the next day I go to the Grand Canyon. I'm a, and I'm a little more aware of where things are now. And you know, after I've sometimes it is a blessing to be lost, because then now you know all of these little secret areas and how things connect. I almost say it's good to go to a new place and get lost the first day because then you're like, oh, I know how A connects to C and where B is and where to park and where to get food. And you're a little more wiser, a little more experienced because you were, had these fumbling moments and you pulled yourself out of it, right? So the second day, oh, so gorgeous. I park pretty easy. Now I know where I'm going. I find a little grocery store. I get some beef jerky and apple um, some nuts. I think I spent like $9, which is a lot, but for park prices, pretty cheap for lunch or like a healthy lunch. You know, a lot of those sandwiches are like bread and mayonnaise, which is fine, but it just kind of weighs you down. You know what I mean? Like I want something light, something springy. So I'm walking along the Canyon rim. It's gorgeous. Um, people are getting very close to the rim. Like, uh, like death does not happen. Like, it won't happen to me. <laughs> I hear the most dangerous wildlife on the Grand Canyon are squirrels because people will chase the squirrels and then fall off the cliff. And the cliffs are very close to your feet. I don't know how more people don't die. Um, it is just like two feet of walking and then 10,000 feet of death. And the whole park is like, all right, rock and roll. <laughs> Here's a map. Have at it. And they just let you go. You know, it's pretty interesting. I walked to the geology museum. Some of those rocks are 800 million years old. 800 million. I can't even fathom. I mean, we can barely fathom 100 years. That's just our lifetime. Can you imagine 800 million years? Can you imagine 100 years, 100 years ago? Like your, your grandparents, what they must have experienced at 100 years? First you were born, and then there's airplanes, and then there's people going to the moon, and then there's cell phones. And then we throw all the, that away to eat chicken nuggets and eat ass. You know what I mean? I feel like we had such a huge, like, skyrocketing adventures. And now we're like, nah, we're going to eat ass. <laughs> Anyways. And then I did the um, Grand Canyon, the Blue Angel hike. And that is a hike to the bottom of the canyon. Oh, it's so gorgeous. And that's even scarier because you're going down the mountain. And um, keep in mind, when you're going down, it's really fun and beautiful, but you got to come back up. So they have a mile and a half marker, a three-mile marker, and I think a five-mile marker. Um, and then they also have this thing that goes all the way to the bottom, which what I want to do next time. Next time I go with some fun, fearless, fancy friends, um, I would like to hike all the way to the bottom. It's a, it's a long hike. Hike. I was talking to somebody and he said he was down there that morning. He said it was about an eight-hour hike up to the top. He was out of breath, sweating bullets, couldn't wait to get up to the top. And here's little old me asking him all these questions. But um, how far, uh, where where do I, do, do you camp? Is there a 7-Eleven down there? Um, he's like, get me to the top. I'm done with this. <laughs> But yeah, you can go camping down by the Colorado River. It sounds so beautiful. Mm. Maybe like a two-day adventure down there. I mean, make it worth it. It's like a whole day to get down there. Don't just be like, all right, whole day to get down. Uh, patch the tent. We're spending the night. Whole day to get back up again. You know, like have at least a day of playing in the playing in the water, going fishing. You know, live and let live. Almost be murdered by a wanderer. <laughs> That does sound like exactly where one would get murdered. Because who would know? Who would find out? 
the only people going there's no park rangers down there it's just all it is is wolves and rapists but you know if we go with a gun we can make it happen it does sound fun so i marked i did the mile and a half mark walked back oh just so gorgeous very terrifying started raining again when i was walking back up um can't imagine how terrifying that would be if it was raining on those muddy cliffs i did see a goat if you saw my story my um, Instagram video, you'll see I saw that goat. It got very close to me. I was very scared. And that's why you shouldn't feed the animals because animals and humans, yes, we do coexist. But humans have been living in apartments and cities too long. Like we're too spoiled with Wi-Fi and McDonald's. So we see a crow or a goat and we're like, we could be best friends. (laughs) What's your Instagram handle? And it, it will kill you. This animal will kill you. It will stample, like stample, it will trample over your body and eat you from the feet to your neck. Very slowly. We forget these things, you know? We're just like, what's the Wi-Fi password? And this crow will peck your eyes out blind. So you fall down the cliff and then it eats your body very slowly. That's what animals do. They're animals. Anyways, so it's fun. Now I'm in this haunted hotel. I've got some beers I think the cigarette shop opens up around 5.30, so I'll wrap up here in a second. I'll go get some smokes. That's another thing. I didn't smoke for a whole week in Mississippi. Isn't that wonderful? Applaud me. Applaud me. <laughs> I didn't smoke, and it was quite easy. I mean, there's a couple times I wanted it, but I knew that the repercussions was worse than the reward of the cigarette, so I just didn't. And um, I went to my brother's, and I had, I've had i had maybe a total of, like, six, you know, since... Uh, Thursday? What day is it today? Wednesday? So I'm doing pretty good. I I think I'm not going to count them and feel miserable. Instead, just kind of have one when I feel, you know, and if I don't have one today, okay, just be very nonchalant. Just I don't need it. (laughs) That's how I'll do. Let's get a little room tone and see if we hear a ghost. All right. Looks like they're, they're going with the deal. Well, what's it been? Oh, it's been about 20 minutes. That's perfect. Well, let's get back to Ed Larson. And I believe Ben Kissel is on today. Let's tell big old fat Ben Kissel I said hello. Oh, I shouldn't call him fat. That's so mean. Let's call big old motherfucking Ben Kissel. (laughs) I said hello. You old sweat hound piece of shit. (laughs) I'm just kidding. He's quite lovely. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to finish this beer. And then oh, I just want a cigarette so badly. I've been driving all day driving it's just so hard you got to pay attention to the road how fast you're going how slow you're going who's in front of you who's behind you where's the stoplights are there people around how's your tire alignment is there gas is there anything behind you know and if one of those things you let slip people are just like you fucking piece of shit you know they (laughs) there's no chill there's no chill with cars the second you go like because i'm going the speed limit like a good person does. I'm going the speed limit. What, like 70, 75 on the highway max? And that is too slow for people, apparently. They gotta go faster. They gotta go 90? I mean, come on. We're all gonna get to the same destination. Why do we have to go drive so fast? People drive too fast, too crazy. And every time someone says, I'm a great driver, I'm chill, I get in the car, and they're maniacs. Again, it's like the people on the side of the Grand Canyon that think death will not happen to them. What are you doing? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm very precautious. Like, I will check my car door seven times. You know, I do pack a rain poncho. 
you know, and also a, a weather blanket just in case I'm trapped and I'm cold. Yes, I do these things. Yes, that is too much. But I'd rather have these things and not need it. Yes, I will go 65. The sign says to go 65. What the fuck is your problem? Why are you going 90? And there's cops everywhere. People aren't afraid of cops. They don't care. They're all in the bushes. I look, I see them in the bushes. I saw someone got pulled over. I do not want to get pulled over by these people. I just want to mind my own little business, get to where I'm going, go the speed limit, and then when I get there, park the car, have some beers in my haunted hotel, make a pact with some ghosts, and then get naked later. Okay, everybody, thank you so much. Okay, have a good one. Thank you, Amber, for that wonderful, wonderful stories from the road amber's been hitting the road hard she's finding herself i'm sitting here with mr ben kissel yeah thank you eddie doing buddy what's going on i'm good bro i'm turning into you i got my hair all grown out i got my facial hair growing i got a pickup truck i'm just becoming ed larson i know i've (laughs) never had a pickup truck Dude, it's awesome. It was the only car that I could fit in at the car lot. There's a bunch of Uber drama going on over here in Los Angeles. Yeah. And uh, it was the only car I could fit in. So uh, that was the car that uh, that chose me. So, cho- yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, buddy. And you Thank look you. great in it, by the way. Thank you. A guy you, fit in it. You fit in it. We I had love a, that. We had a lovely time. We sat in it late one night in your driveway. We were not <laughs> driving, but we no, decided no. to get in it and fog it out. Yeah. And give it the proper, proper care that it deserves so much it was awesome man it was old school and i know we're here to talk about casinos no no let's warm up and i actually drove the pickup truck to las vegas recently did you really yeah bro i was there man about three weeks ago maybe four weeks ago it was incredible state of the mandalay bay a lot of distance and all that kind of stuff sanitizers are everywhere i took out two thousand dollars to start my weekend never went to the atm again came out with 38 hundo wow so i felt pretty good i actually was after the room this is after the room. This is with everything. It was basically just a free trip to Las Vegas with a couple of friends of mine, plus uh, 1500 bucks or so, which is dope because the rooms are like $50. They're giving them away right now. I won $2,000 on the Wonder Wheel slot to the point where the woman comes over. So I win. It's like ding, 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 ding. Shit's going crazy, right? And then my friends are looking at me like, wow, man, you are a god. And I was like, thank you so much. And then uh, <laughs> and then the, the screen said, get attendant, call attendant. So I was like, attendant, get over here. They took my social security number, my ID. They gave me a W-2. What I happens won, if you're a foreigner? I won two, well, then you don't get the money. I won $2,000. <laughs> and basically, I'm an employee now of Mandalay Bay. And I was like, are you going to take taxes out of this? And they're like, yeah, we're going to take 23%. I was like, god dang. And then- uh, 23%? You got to pay Nevada State tax because I want so much money at this damn slot machine and then um, I'm driving over I'm driving home back to, uh, so back they to took LA 500 bucks out of your two grand it's ridiculous what they've done to me and so uh, <laughs> so I'm driving home from Los Angeles and then I get all these alerts on my phone don't forget to register to vote in Nevada I'm like I don't freaking live there <laughs> But I'm officially employed. I'm employed at Mandalay Bay, uh, of course, the home of uh, the disgusting Stephen Paddock. Oh yes, yes. I stayed on the same, one of the same floor. So Mandalay Bay. For those that don't know, that's where Stephen Paddock. He's the dude who just you know he shot and killed 57 people, injured yeah. hundreds more. That was the day I moved to Los Angeles. It was crazy, bro. So mm-hmm. he did that on I believe the 32nd floor. Yeah. And so they renamed the 32nd, 33rd, 34th floors to. Uh, 52, 53, and uh, no, 53, 54, 55, I think something like that, right? So they renamed all the floors to pretend like it never happened. I was on the 55th floor, which was just two floors up from where Stephen Paddock did all the shootings, but I was on the same side facing the field. 
It was trippy, bro. So they just used this whole situation as like a game to make their casino seem taller. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense because it's not taller. It's not taller. No, it's not taller. I think they just wanted to forget it ever happened, which I know I mean, a lot absolutely. of people want to forget what happens in Las Vegas, um, specifically Mandalay Bay. Oh, my God. that was That is the epitome of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, yes, it is. But anyway, I know I'm supposed to defend my one of my favorite pastimes, so I do have to say if you are going to gamble, three-card poker is the way to go. Three-card poker is the way to go. Three-card poker, low and slow like barbecue, baby. Just right. go down. Play it slow, and you can sit there for hours upon hours. Well, let's take this back just okay. a second here. And I'm me... getting very defensive. No, you, why are you defensive? Because I know what's going on. I know what this episode is. You're I, supposed I already, to cheer already, me up. I already, I've been, I scouted this. I know everyone was doom and gloom before I came on, and now all of a sudden I'm the problem. Yeah. You're the problem. That's the issue. <laughs> I know what's going on. I know when I'm getting Sally Jesse Raphael. No, I'm just So joking. here's what's going joking. on. I fucking hate gambling. You guys yeah, know that. Yeah, because your parents were horrible to you. No child should ever be at a casino. Yeah, but lots of them are. Not many. I have not seen too many children, to what be What are you fair. talking about? There's roller coasters in the fucking lobby. I don't go to the lobby, Eddie. I go to the <laughs> casino. I haven't seen too many children, so I understand why you hate casinos. You have blinders because on. First of all, you're too tall to see children. Thank God. You know, I don't so, want to. I don't want to. I'm, I'm focused. And Vegas My has roulette. become very family friendly. Well, there's nothing wrong with that if the kids can have a good time. Yeah, if I mean, the kids can have a good my, time. I don't know. I mean, your parents just seem to take you, and you didn't want to go, and it seems like a nightmare. Well, I, they took me. I actually had a great time, to be honest with you, back in the day, because I didn't fucking know any better, because my parents just sent me loose in Vegas. They didn't even care like if I stayed in the hotel. I was just like You're roaming lucky. the streets of Vegas. Very lucky you didn't get trafficked. I have the but. body of an adult, so at a <laughs> very young age, and so I, yep. was, I had that going for me, but- What's going on? It's it's so I'm very negative towards gambling. I hate casinos. I hate gambling. I don't do it anymore to the point where I don't even play fantasy football anymore. You know, I don't like to do fantasy football either. I I like to watch my sports and keep them uh just kind of I just like to root for my team and I don't like the way that fantasy football sort of breaks down the way you watch sports in general. So yeah. I'm with you on that. But when it comes to like gambling, it's up to you to realize you're being completely manipulated as soon as you step in the doors of a casino, right? Yeah. So you have to be aware of that. And then, you know, just kind of like stand up and leave. Like I got 45,000 steps in because I was at the Mandalay Bay. It's con great. connected to the Venetian, connected to uh, uh, some other one. I stayed at and the Venetian once for a gig. They're it all was, connected. It was great. 45,000 steps in, I feel like I got healthier. So you, you sit down, you play a couple of games, you maybe get up a little bit, and then you're like, all right, time to go exercise. And you look at a lot of these old folks in casinos, Eddie, they're going to die if they don't get their steps in. No, I know, but most so of them aren't getting good. their steps. They're just scooting around. There are some scooters. There's plenty of scooters. Plenty of scooters. I got to take you to Reno. But there's some, you want to see don't some see, scooters? I don't, I'll go to Reno. We'll have fun in Reno. I love Reno's it. a crazy town. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's an unbelievable place. But you are here because I wanted to be positive. You know, that's the whole point of the show is like I realized in the last episode when I was talking about uh, the medical care system with Sino, it was negative, 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 negative the whole time. And that's not fair. That's not what the show is. So no, I'm a to, registered voter in Nevada. What's more positive than that? So why do you like gambling, Ben? I like the dings. I like the bells. I like the whistles. I have extreme ADD and ADHD. So, so when I'm inside of my keys in front of you, you'll be very excited? If I could get money off of them, if they shake, <laughs> if they shake out a bunch of coins. <laughs> 
So you go to a casino, you got all the bells, you got all the whistles. You can really completely turn off from everything. You're not allowed to have your phone out at the table. Uh, so it's just a total escape. That's why I like it. You also have to be very careful not to get too sucked in. The first time I went to Vegas, I went to go see All Out, AEW, to meet my friend Katie, who is now the co-host of Kind of Fun. Mm-hmm. And I was there alone for four days. Yeah. That's not fun. Because by day three, like, I remember texting Henry and Marcus. We had to show up in Toronto, like, that weekend. Oh, my God. And you I'm, almost pulled a Rodman. Well, I was like, guys, man, we're already going to be on the West Coast for this show. What if I just stay out here? And then they were like, no, Kizzle, get on a plane. Go back to New York, like, immediately, right? So I was like, and then I got on the plane, and I sat down, and I was like, a fog lifted. And I was like, thank God I got out of Vegas. But when I went with my friends, it was much better because, you know, you can sort of enjoy each other's winning and then you have someone to be like, let's stand up and again, go do something else and step away from the tables every now and again. Now, when you went with your buddies, um, how were they doing? Were they gambling well? Every well, my friend Tyler was with his girlfriend, so he already won the lottery, didn't he? Oh, okay. And my buddy Jim, <laughs> yeah, bro, he did great. We were both like, we just. The nice thing is, okay, so uh, casino advice. Yeah. Sit down and play electronic roulette. What? Because you can do electronic roulette. That electronic seems crazy roulette. to me. No, because you there's the minimum is five dollars. Well, the so minimum is five dollars if you go to a shitty casino. No, that's that the minimum of a roulette like traditional casino like twenty five dollars a hand. Twenty, but you can spread it all over the table. Unless you're doing the black or the red or the odd or the even, then you need to have the twenty five yes. proper on those. But with a with a um, video roulette, you just five dollars is all you need. So you take your five dollar chip. You po- I always do 17, I do 17, 19, um, 21, 23, 33, 35, 31, and 29. That's a lot of numbers. And, and they're black. Yeah, it's all black. Sounds like you don't need to play the $5 machine. You should just play the $25 normal table. I do that as well. I'm just saying, if you have a, let's say you have 100 bucks to spend. Okay. Right? Sit down at a roulette table, electronic roulette, put $5 on one number. Yeah. Continue to play that number throughout, and there is a good chance that you will hit. And then from there, so you got five, so that's that's a that's a one hundred and eighty dollars off of your five dollar bet. And then from there, you can just kind of keep on rolling. I mean, so. if you're lucky. I see the machines. Seventeen playing the machines seems stupid to me because they can no, just the decide if is, you win or lose. No, they just shoot the ball out. It is what it is. I don't play electronic blackjack. I don't play electronic card games. I played those in uh, in New York City because New York City is such a freaking boring ass town. You're not allowed to have actual card games. Yeah, I don't trust those. One bet. I had blackjack, and it would be a push. I had like 19, and they got 20. Like it was constantly like that's pretty good, and then I constantly lost. I do not trust the black blackjack machines. They're also totally dystopian because they have like this model from like 2005 who doesn't really have AI yet, like yeah. staring at the table, and the whole thing is just super weird. But I'm telling you, limited funds play low stakes roulette. You get the you get the highest return for your buck. Oh, very good. And if you want to have, again, a sit-down, good time, three-card poker, or if you go to a really broke-ass casino, you can just play war. You really can. They just they, have really, the game war. So you, you just go gotta downtown, get, they have like they have war. You can literally play war. I got up so hardcore in Detroit it on war. It was a joke they in shut Vegas the table vacation. Down. And then yeah. it's real in real life. Some it's, of these games are getting dumber and dumber. There's really no dumber game than war. It's no, that just is the, the same. Game. It's the same as the drinking game you played as a kid, but instead of getting hammered, which you're also going to be doing because all the drinks are for free usually. And the service in Las Vegas right now is unbelievable because there's no bars open. Oh, really? So it's all waitstaff. 
So we had our friend Karen, who was like unbelievable. She was a fun Karen, K-E-R-R-Y-N, much like our our friend Karen Fian, a great comedian. She was amazing to us. We gave her a bunch of money, and she was super sweet. So you know, it's a lot. You get to bond. You get to bond with the with the people. Sit down, play some uh, low stakes roulette, and then play a little bit of three card poker or war if they have it. You know what? A, you know what a game I don't like though, blackjack. You don't like blackjack? Yeah, there's not enough in it. For that me. was my mom's game. It's too. You don't win enough. I want more. I need more. I want. See, I like more. blackjack. To me, blackjack is how you like. You could sit there for hours. If you, you can, if but you end blackjack. up getting bored. And then as soon as I get bored, I'm like, ah, just take it all. It's Vegas. There's so much things to do. I mean, if, as soon as you get bored, just get up and do anything. Not now though. Ain't no clubs open or nothing like that. No clubs are open. I went to. A I know the pools were open. I don't. I'm not gonna swim swim in public. I've never swam in public. Oh, the Vegas pools are so much fun, though. Dude, I can't believe that you would go to a Vegas pool and not the casino. The, the pool, pool is, is disgusting. Cr- well, it depends on the pool. I don't go to the one that they have like air horns and like steam and like bubble parties and shit. That ain't water. I don't go to that stuff. I go to the the Mirage pool. You get a cabana. You sit there. They got Dole whips that you can throw some fucking uh, some rum in. That's a good time. I uh, see. I love I'm- a good pool. And I also you know what else they got in Vegas that's great. I'm I'm, I'm suffering from swimmers here right now. So uh, great spas. I'm just gonna go for the poker and uh, not for the poker for the three card poker and the roulette because what you know that's the thing with Vegas is not like I have no desire to go do anything other than the casinos. Swimming seems disgusting. You don't go to, to me. the shows. I would go to the shows. I would love to go see Penn and Teller, and I want to see. They're Garita. over at the Rio. The Rio's so disgusting too. My, my friend Brian Newman, he's the main uh, instrumentalist for mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. Brian Newman, After Dark, he has a show there. I want to go see. Very cool. But right now in Vegas, everything, everything like that is completely shut down. Absolutely. Which is why they're so desperate to have you. Which is why it's super freaking cheap. So if you be safe, wear your mask, get your sanitizer. I recommend it. You know, I actually almost went the other weekend because you were talking it up so well, and it wasn't that damn. It wasn't as cheap as you were saying. What? Vegas. What, what were you looking for? I was looking for a room with the Mandalay Bay. You got to get the shooter. One hundred and fifty bucks. You got to get the shooter room. The shooter room. Yeah, the Stephen Paddock special. Oh, yeah. You, you just gotta, call up and be like, "Hey, can I get one of those? Uh, yeah, can those I get that room? Can I get that room that has a whole <laughs> horrible history?" I'm surprised they don't charge more for that. They probably would. They never said what room it was. I don't think. I think it was on the 32nd floor. I'm sure we could figure out what room it was if you really did some detective work. I'm, I'm not sure if they still rent it out or not. It's freaking trippy though. I've been to Vegas probably four times in the past couple of years, and each time is for a gig. And then every time I end up being there by myself for a day. See, that's the sad thing when you're all alone. Although, Eddie, you sit here and I feel like it's about the experience um, that you're having, not Vegas. Even if you went, oh, you, I could mean, go, you could go to Six Flags alone. It's kind of sad. I mean, no, I, I mean, honestly, I was about to tell you how great of a time I had by myself. Okay. Because I, I chose not to go to the casinos and I went and like, I went to like other Vegas. I went like out in the, out in the real world Vegas. I went and got a steak. At a place where they were also, everyone was smoking cigarettes. It was good and trashy. Dude. They were taking Bitcoin. It was a restaurant that took Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's all these Vegas. weird rules in Vegas that I like. I hate, but I also kind of love in a weird way. There's a certain freedom to it, man. But we've had, you know, just even outside of Vegas, we've had some good times at casinos ourselves. I had a, a chance to open up for your big cuz, uh, the Roastmaster General, and we were in... Mohegan Sun. Mohegan Sun. That was a great night. I got paid a little bit to feature, tell some jokes, which was dope. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a wonder- we had a wonderful time at the casino that night. We didn't gamble. 
Didn't we gamble? No, we just got hammered and walked around the casino and fucking yelled at each other. And then I, I gambled. You did? I'm sure I did. I don't remember you gambling. Uh, I may not have had enough money at that point because that's the other thing. You know, casino. Nothing's worse than going when you, you're broke. Just I went to my friend had a birthday party. It's the worst decision you can make. I went with my buddy Jason Kapar. My other buddy was having a birthday. I had 200 bucks for the whole weekend. I had played my slot machines, nickel and dimed everything. But, you know, it was still fun. But that, that's the problem with the casino. You have to you have to know what they're trying to do, which is take your money. And if you don't have enough money to, like, not to fight it, you're not going to win. You're not going to If win. you're sitting down at a table with 200 bucks, it's going to be gone in less than an hour. And then you're going to just sit around and wait for your friends to finish gambling. Yeah. And then you have to pretend like you're playing and get the free drinks. That's why if a good casino tip. Here's a good casino tip okay. from me, someone who doesn't like casinos and hope you never go to them. If you want to get... Other some, than the pool. The pool. I like yeah. the pools. I know. Uh, but if you want to get some money, or you want to make your money last as long, bet in the sports book. 25 bucks on a basketball game, that thing lasts the whole time. It's almost worth it because you enjoy the game more, and they bring you free drinks while you're sitting there with your ticket. I did sports betting one time when I was there. I went 0 for 2. I bet, I think, on the Mavs and... Oh, I'm forgetting it on the other team. I did not do good. So that was my only experience with sports betting. I don't know. I had it. I guess I did not. Again, I did not like watching sports with money on the line. I don't. Really? I just don't like it. It kind of ruins the game for me because it gets it makes me stressed out. I just love sports. I love watching football. I love watching basketball. I'm in awe of what these people can do. Mm-hmm. And when you have money on the line, it reminds uncut gems really did nail it. Yeah. Like when he's watching the Boston Celtics game towards the end of the film. That level of stress was palpable. And that's what, like, when you bet on sports and you have all this stuff on the line, I think it's just, like, it's like pro, it's like a prolonged bet that makes me feel super uncomfortable. It takes forever. It takes forever. And then you're like, am I going to make my money back? Am I not going to make my money back? And then even great plays, you don't even, you're like, yeah, okay. But then you're always thinking about the gambling. Because, I mean, I don't think that everything needs to have a monetary price on it. I think it can ruin certain, you know, fun things in life. Yeah. When it comes to sports, I know it's super popular, but I don't really I don't really like to gamble on the sports. I like I guess I like to gamble on the things that I feel like I'm more of a active participant in. Yeah, cuz you're really doing nothing. No, you just sit there and you watch people and then you yell and then you're getting drunk and eating a bunch of chicken wings and and you're not even really using your mind. You're not No, I so I actually I will concede the one thing that I don't like to do is bet on sports. I also feel like it's a little strange to bet on other people to like do things. Like, I don't know. They don't. Yeah. It kind of just perverts the process a little bit to me. But then again, I also think Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because he bet on himself. Yeah. So if you bet on yourself, that's that's a good thing, you know. But then again, you're all, then he was playing. So it made sense. Yeah. Yeah, and if he bet against himself and he tanked the game, well, that's then he one would. Thing. Then he's a schmuck and should never be allowed to step foot in a in a basketball field, in a basketball stadium, a football field, or a baseball diamond. And yeah. Then he's totally, you know, lost the point of sport. But he didn't. He bet on himself. We we don't know if he ever bet against himself. He never bet against himself. Pete Rose never would. He they never lost. He was also the Reds were amazing. He loved being a winner too. He was obsessed yes, he with being a winner. Michael Jordan, for example, another dude, he notorious gambler. He just likes to win. Yeah, and I don't know if he did bet on himself with the Bulls, but if he did, it seemed it like he just played poker hurt. and well, stuff like that. He's one of those guys who would do 
like it'll just be like oh we're just hanging out and let's like we're just playing Madden together or something he's like let's put 20 on it I mean yeah. and Michael Jordan numbers probably like two grand or whatever on it yeah, so, no. you know, it can get a little tedious. Playing dice in the locker room and shit. Yeah, a lot of that, which is fun. I never knew. I don't know how to play dice, and I'm not. You I never only, played dice with us? I, I used to play dice in New York. I went through a phase in New York where I played dice all the time. We never we never got it on that? I was trying to play craps, and I didn't know what I was doing. And I think There's I, a lot of different rules there and crazy so many things rules. going on. And so fast. You can lose money. If you don't know what you're doing, you'll just lose $1,000 without even looking around. And then you just feel like a jackass, so then you just sort of slink away and be like, okay, I guess. But the funniest thing is with crafts, I put money down, and I ended up winning, but I didn't know I won, so I was like, oh. And they're like, no, bro, it's good. I was like, I got to leave this thing. I'm like, all right. (laughs) I'm going to leave. I can't believe I accidentally won. I know it's always an accident, but I was like, I don't know enough because I just celebrated a loss, or I just celebrated a win thinking it was a loss. I remember because a lot of times when uh, working with uh, Jeff, uh, he's, his form of comedy translates to casinos a lot. You know, and a lot of times we do private gigs and private roasts, and it's usually in casinos with casino with, with people who work in them, people who run them, pit bosses, you know, stuff like that. And so, pit I, boss is a very, it's a very in, intense name for overweight dude named Kyle. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not exactly pit bosses. But. Move the cards correctly. That's it. That's all they do. There is like, there's nothing like super intense going on. But all right. And so we do these gigs all the time. And we end up like getting treated real well, and I, you know, so I have like a different. I still hate casinos, even though like I like I've had like the best world of them. And I remember one time we were doing this. Uh, we were in Tunica, Mississippi. Tunica, Tunica, Mississippi, right. and we're doing a gig down there. And you know, there's a bunch of like Joe Theismann was part of this roast, and like wow, uh, a couple of other like running backs that I can't remember the names of right now. And like like the it's right next to Tennessee, right next to Memphis. And so FedEx was there, and the, one of the one of the head CEOs of FedEx was there, and I was sitting, and we sat down at a table, oh, yeah. and he was gambling, and the dude was gambling ten thousand dollars a hand. I think that's too in much blackjack. And then he's, we were sitting there, and he's like, oh, he looked at me and Jeff. He's like, sit down, and we're like, I don't think we should. And then he's like, no, it's okay. I was like, well, listen, like I'm only betting five dollars a hand if I sit right. down, you know. So he's just. He's like, ah, it's okay. Sit down. And he's putting ten thousand dollars in. I watched that guy lose a hundred thousand, but then he sat there for hours. So who knows what happened at the end of the day? He didn't win. Uh, there's a lot he of money. La- there's a lot of money laundering that goes on with casinos as well. I've been to many casinos where people are betting so ridiculously stupid that I have a feeling they're supposed to make money disappear because mm-hmm. they're definitely not sad. Yeah, they're literally just like doing don't it. Care. Like well, they, it's they what they do care. every night too. It's that, and then, yeah, it's there is, uh, you know, obviously, naturally, some shady stuff when it comes to casinos. But my understanding with you, Eddie, is that you don't like gambling as a whole because of things like scratch-offs, which I'm totally with you. Scratch-offs, scratch lotteries. Scratch-offs, lotteries, it's very predatory. I agree with you 100% on Never those Never seen things. a rich man buy a lottery ticket. Um. Not no, I don't. I mean, you know, I I will like, on occasion, maybe for like, for like a birthday or something. You're like, here's a five dollar ticket. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah. fun. But, but yeah. I feel like I'm with you when it comes to the predatory nature of state gambling. Of course, this all used to just be like mafioso stuff, and the state was like, we want some of that. Yeah, and then they just made it like mainstream and technically like air quotes legal. Mm-hmm. But I think they, those are extremely predatory because you just we've all been in line. Oh behind the person who was like, like, let me get five of those and let me get six ugh. of those and I need five of the bingos and let me get exactly. the dogs playing poker and 
I hear all my numbers this week. And then the saddest people are the ones who don't even scratch anymore. They just scratch the bottom to see the barcode. Oh, my God. And then God. they just put it in the machine. It's like, no, no, $10. And then they put that $10 right back into the into the process. Yes, I agree. That can be really dangerous. And I don't see the fun in that. Yeah, Because no. you got none of the flair. No, and it's insane, too. And it's and it's how people in these small towns gamble that aren't close to casinos. But now there's casinos everywhere. And that's why Atlantic City is going out the out the door. Because right. every, every town's got a casino. There's a casino in Philly. There's a casino in Connecticut. There's a casinos in, uh, they're, well, they're had, in New York City now. I had a gr- Speaking of roulette, man, we had a great time in, uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I've been there. We play- I think it was Sands. Yeah. There's two casinos in Bethlehem. Um, I we had we had just finished the show. It was awesome show. Man. Cool theater, Every, by the way. Cool theater, dope ass spot. Big like almost like an airline hangar looking theater. Really cool spot. Food's, aw- food's awful and shuts down at midnight though. Casino food is never going to be good. Well, I mean, sometimes it's unbelievable. I have yet to have any good casino food. I don't you like also hotel don't like food. going to good restaurants and stuff. You, you don't. Are- Buffalo Wild Wings is a great <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Try the queso. I worked there for three years, Ben. It's I know, not a so good you restaurant. would know. You would know how good it is. Um, so after the show, like hanging out, a couple of fans knew they knew where I was going to be on the on the uh, on the floor, and I had a streak, not in my underwear. I had a streak in roulette that I had never experienced. No lie, I was it was all seventeens. And I probably hit five times in like nine spins. That's crazy. And everyone was like, oh, shit. And if they didn't see me the rest of the night, they're like, Kissel is magic. Of course, you know, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning rolls around and I've, you know, gone back to just human form. Yeah. But it is awesome, dude. When you can get people around you and you're hot, oh, it is like, There is Whoa! no better feeling. And then when you call it, there's nothing better than being like, 17's about to hit, baby. And then when it hits, just you seem so smart. Seem like you're a freaking Notre Dame, man. <laughs> Notre Dame. It's awesome. Well, my mom's number was 26, so give her a shout out next time you're playing roulette. Oh, okay, 26. Interesting. Also black, I believe. Uh, red. Okay, also red. I heard. <laughs> I don't know why. I I've only my friend Cena and Saman. Uh, you know Cena from this mm-hmm. show here too, and Saman from you've heard him on Abling's Top Hat. Um, when we were driving down to Vegas, I was just like 17, man. That's my number. And I went in, put a bunch of money on it, boom, it hit, and I've just been odd ever since. Is so. it because 1776? I have no idea why. I yeah. don't know why. I was just like 17. I feel like it's a lucky number. So when you lost your virginity? And then, no, 18. 18? To a 24-year-old. 16. To a 16-year-old. Very good. Yeah. It's the last time you can do that, Eddie. I know. <laughs> 18 to a 24-year-old. That was me. So that was great. Um, you know what? I'm going to give my last brighter side to casinos before we check out of here. Okay. Buffets. I love buffets. If you don't love a buffet, you are not a human being. Yeah. I mean, mm. it, are buffets oh. done? Oh, in the air. There's no, it's not. Honestly, Eddie, we'll go. You'll see. There is, it really is. No one's there. No one's it's there. It's kind of great though. Buffets are all closed. Uh, some of the restaurants are still open. Um, but yeah, man, if you can't get down with the Vegas buffet, they do it so right because they also got that dude car- carving up the ham. Mm-hmm. They got the dude carving up the roast beef. 
They have everything under the sun that doesn't even make sense. A taco will be right by a piece of pizza. We'll be right by a lasagna. Like, it just doesn't make any rhyme or reason why it's like General Sow's chicken will just be like, try General Sow's chicken uh, next to this, you know, vat of like French fries and ketchup and shit, dude. It's the best stuff in the world. Uh, you, it's a garbage plate from all around the world. All right. Don't get the seafood, though. I mean, I can't help myself. Oh. Can't, really? I, always, I always get piles of shrimp and crab. I can't. You, tell where's myself. the water in Las Vegas? I know, buddy. I know, and I've you know I've never gotten, get the seafood. That's the that's the biggest risk that you could take. It. I know. I can't help myself. What do you? You get the lobster. You get the shrimp. Shrimp. No, they don't have lobster on buffets. It's it's crab oh. legs and shrimp. That's what I go for every time. Crab legs are frozen when they're you know pulled out of the water. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, you're gonna die, Ed. I'm, I'm, it's a risk I'm willing to take. No. You know, man, the older I get, the more I don't like shellfish. Well, you've never liked shellfish. I didn't like, I don't like crawfish because I don't like sucking the brains and sucking the ass of this thing to get the small amount of meat. Mm. I used to like lobster, but there's something with the texture I'm not getting down with anymore. I got to fuck with you. I got to, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll, I'll get you some lobster. You can if ben. you make it, you, you, you can make anything amazing, Eddie. Eddie Thank is you. A, not, I'm sure people know this, but Eddie's an incredible chef. So anyway, my final pitch for the casino, mm-hmm. number one rule, make sure you have a little bit of money to spend. 500 bucks, that's all you'll need for a full weekend. Go expecting to lose. Go expecting to lose and take advantage of all the, the frills, you know? Take advantage of the free service. Take advantage of if they have free buffets. Um, and all just, the autographs in the autograph store are fake. They don't have Leonardo da Vinci's autograph at the Mirage. I promise you. Or... They're fake, Ben. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> or do they? Bend their face. I'm trying to remember who was signing autographs. It wasn't, was it Pete Rose? There was somebody, there was a a baseball player actually signing autographs. So I know those were real. OJ does it too. Does he? Yeah, in Vegas all the time. He's still doing autograph shows. Anyway, Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show. I yep. really appreciate it. Three buddy. card poker, video right, roulette, enough and then this. roulette. I, I, we, we, we were nice to gambling long enough. Uh, I love wow. you. I'm getting, I'm getting escorted out. <laughs> Ben, I love you so much. Thank you so love much you. for helping providing this platform for the brighter side and all the great shows on Last Podcast Network. For some reason, you do not listen to Ben Kissel on his other shows. You have to check out Last Podcast and the Left Side Stories. Kind of fun. You guys are starting to do sports. We're doing all the sports. Yeah, we're going to do basketball, football, wrestling will still be discussed. Uh, we have baseball season is getting into their playoffs. I don't know too much about baseball, but... You hit the basics. So, I'm just so freaking happy we have multiple sports on to watch, man. I miss this stuff no, so much, and they're important for the fabric of our country. Yeah. And if, speaking of the fabric of our country, listen to Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. It's a phenomenal show. Yeah, we have fun. It's uh, crazy times. It is crazy times. Uh, also, uh, Twitter, we got at Ben Kissel, at Brighter Side LPN, at mm-hmm. Amber Smelson, at Eddie Tunes underscore, at Last Podcast Network, Instagram, Ben Kissel1, the Brighter Side LPN. Uh, Amber Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, Nando, please be nice. Uh, last podcast network. Uh, go check out Amber's cooking show every week. Her oh, paint- dude, I love her cooking show. It's really funny. She's doing a great. I love Amber. She's I've- doing one from the road right now. It's gonna be That's like great, like cooking at the Grand Canyon. She's it's- so freaking funny. I know. And her Patreon's up and available, so go check that out. patreoncom slash Smelson. Uh, How America Killed My Mother. The trailer's up on YouTube, and it is going to be available. On October 2nd, to rent and to buy on Vimeo. Oh, man. Travis Irvine, uh, for the those director. that don't know, he directed it. He also directed Hail Yourself America mm-hmm. by my run for political office. 
and he has uh, done his own movie too, Killer American Rat. Mayor, uh, and his own yes, his and own movie Killer, American uh, his uh, his own movie American Mayor, and uh, yes, Killer Raccoons. Well, American too. Mayor, um, Hail Yourself, and How America Killed My Mother will all be available on Vimeo, and you can we're, we're working it out where you can buy them all three together for a discount. I love it, man. Honestly, he's a great independent filmmaker. And he's, he has a big star already, and he's going to continue to be successful. Yeah, so keep your eyes posted for that, guys. And I'm going to need the word getting out on this documentary because we're pushing it ourselves, and I really want people to see it this October before this election. Um, and you can go check out our Twitter, at How America Kills. Um, the sticker giveaway is still going on. I've been, people have been getting them. Someone slapped one on a motorcycle. That's cool as fuck. Haley, thank you for sending me stamps. As long as it's their motorcycle. I mean, otherwise, I don't care. It's still cool. I mean, okay. I, I've just out there motorcycle. Actually, I do find it to be a little bit cooler and more badass. All right. All right. Um, but uh, I would say hit me up, DM me. Um, they're coming. I, I sit down and I do it once a month. And so if you haven't gotten it yet, I will get to it. I promise. Um, the show is free on Spotify and we are part of the last podcast network. The last podcast Twitch channel, um, we do Classy Night In. Yeah. Uh, Kissel was just on this Wednesday. Yes. We had a great time. Uh, I you- went shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to watch the replay, you can see the replay on the last podcast Twitch channel. Also, every Saturday, we're going to be doing horror movies. Dude, I'm so excited for Spooky October. Get back into the get back into the mood. Yeah, man. So I'm going to be doing three of those, and we're going to be having a lot, lot of fun on that. So stay all the cool shit coming to the last podcast twitch channel thank you fernando once again for all the hard work that you do and the spotify play this week playlist this week is a gift to you kissel really yes i have been making them for everyone on the network and i figure since you came by this week you will get your playlist and um well i will listen to it. our selection off of the playlist is a song called real big by manny fresh hey all right yeah so enjoy (laughs) that shit be good to yourselves we love you guys and uh this has been the brighter side hail yourselves everyone thanks so much ed house real big I'm a real big timer King of the hood, everything wood Look like a forest in the truck and I'm a plug Masses over set, big open deck This show is made possible by listeners like you Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com yeah.